each and every one of you and wonderful to gather together once again in the house of God and to worship him and to feed at his table and he's got a table prepared for us this morning we're looking forward to it brother Murphy's going to speak and pray God will just bless you down at the camp and wherever you're gathered at home wherever you may be may God just richly bless you can we sing oh I want to see him look upon his face and We want to see our Lord Jesus manifested, amen, in our lives, in one another, in our midst, having his free course and free will in our lives and and whatever he wants to do, amen. Verse 1. As I journey through the land, singing as I go. Sing forever of His sake. 
Have you been beneath the fountain? I believe it's the same key. <clears throat> There's a fountain that is flowing from a place called Calvary. And there is healing in its water. There is joy and
Is that your confession? Praise the Lord. He grows sweeter every day. Amen. Could we sing, just before we go to prayer, pour your spirit out on me, fall just like the rain. Hallelujah. Pour your spirit out on me, fall just like the rain. Saturate my for you, Lord. We thirst for you, Jesus. We desire that you would come in our midst in a mighty and special way, Lord. 
You would anoint our lives, Lord, with your Holy Spirit anointing, Father. That you would minister deeply unto us this morning through the ministry of your word, O God. That you would strengthen your people, Father. Grant it, Lord Jesus. Grant it, O God. Brother Timothy, could I ask you to come and pray with us this morning? So good to have you here. Brother Timothy Onotoko, would you please come and minister to us in prayer? We have uh, some needs we just want to bring before you. Brother uh, Tim Pruitt's church is um, closed because of COVID. Brother Jason Jackson's church is closed because of COVID. It's been going through many believers' assemblies, and we just want to remember them in prayer. We're thankful that God has spared us thus far, and we thank Him for His grace. And We just pray that... God will meet every need and come on my brother God bless you if you have a need in your life just make it known by an uplifted hand both here on the internet wherever you might be God sees it God bless you brother Father we thank you for the opportunity that you are giving to us as living souls before your throne. Many times in life we don't understand things that come our way. But realizing your grace, your mercy, your omnipotent God, you know everything before it happens. And you have provided a way for us to escape. And this is the message of the hour yourself the salvation for each soul you've called us father this morning from different social standings different tongues different nations we can see the mighty hand of god unfolding before us father god i commit this service in your hand it falls my part to come before your throne and represent this congregation before your face, Father. Knowing that before the foundation of the world, you have seen everything, everybody, every situation. And how we feel very encouraged to know that our Father has provided for every need. Though we don't have any mention one, but in heart we bearing different kind of needs. Churches, most of them are closed down because the viruses and all diseases. But Father, we are here, privileged people. How we thank you to see your hand guiding us through the leadership of our pastor and the brother Tom, the associate pastor. How we love you to see that the mighty God has provided the way to see him strong, leading the way, giving us the example. There's no excuses for our weaknesses. Oh, Father, how it humbles us. We want to take these examples and walk and make our pathway brighter because it is written the way this great man in the faith has walked before us. We can use it as an example. Our families, our children, daughters and sons can live accordingly and reach to the kingdom of God. Oh, Father, how we thank you for the example they set before us. 
We thank you for the service this morning. Your servant has labeled, prayed, but when he comes up to the pulpit, that the mighty angel that always is present behind this message and not time and give us what we need for Father. Bless the song leading. Bless all the adoration that we are bringing before you and give us peace as we will be walking out of these doors knowing that you have spoken to each heart and we are no longer the same we we came in. We thank you and we love you, Father, for everything that you're continually doing for us, even in this terrible, terrible time. But we know we are under your mighty wings. Be blessed forever in our life and every action as we commit ourselves to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Father and Lord. already provided. He's already provided. Just before we sit down, maybe we can just sing this in thanksgiving unto the Lord. For He hears and He answers our prayers. And He knows our needs and He's already provided. He's already provided. He's already provided. Everything you need, He's already provided. Every promise you can claim, just ask it in His name. already provided oh he's already provided he's already provided everything you need he's already have your seats this morning just before brother Murphy comes out I'd like to sing I'd thank him for the miracle I'm not so good at the verses but we'll sing the chorus and maybe we'll try a verse or two if you'll all help me and I thank him for the miracle that brought me from the wrong to the right And I thank you for the never-ending 
king amen glory to god what a miracle can we sing as brother murphy comes oh yes oh yes i'm a child of the king maybe we can stand and sing that together sure hallelujah Amen. 
said to me, oh, did you hear about Paul? And I said, because he was having that nausea because of the medication he was on. Yes. I said, oh, you mean about the nausea? He said, no, the tumors have gone. He was so shocked. It really spoke to his heart. So Praise God. Amen. Lord Jesus. All right, Brother Murphy, why don't you come? And thank you, sister. Appreciate that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm a child of the King. His royal blood now flows through my veins. And I, who was wretched, and vile now can sing praise god praise god oh i'm a child of the king oh yes oh yes i'm a child of the king and his royal blood now flows through my veins child of the king praise the lord what a privilege it is to be the child of king that you can ask and the lord can answer to you and you can ask the lord for the things in our life then he's the one that will give us what we desire for we're so thankful to have a father like that um let's um, turn to the scripture if you don't mind oh let's turn to a, a book of luke chapter 8 I want to greet uh, the people uh, that are streaming the service uh, at home and also on the U.S. side. Just may the Lord bless every one of them. I know this is a hard time, uh, a difficult time for every one of us. If there's any choice, we want everybody to be here uh, to listen and to pull on the word. But because of the situation, they wouldn't be able to do it. But you see, the Satan can close it down, church, and they can lock down the country, but he can never close down the fellowship that we have with our God. Thank you, Brother Timothy, for that prayer. Really appreciate that. And uh, I think this is the time that we can uh, just uh, tighten our uh, buckles a little tighter, and uh, may we uh, just use this opportunity. You know, whenever there's a crisis, 
uh, come, but it's also an opportunity for us to establish our relationship with our Lord and that a walk with the Lord become a closer and a closer than ever. It's not something that is impossible. That, that proof the power of this message because that's the message will produce this kind of a relationship with our Lord. No matter what situation that we're in. Book of Luke chapter 8. Uh, oh sorry, the book of Luke chapter 7. Let's read from uh, verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus set a meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at the feet behind him whipping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointing them with an ointment. Now when the Pharisees which has beaten him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of a woman this is that touched him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered, said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he says, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? And I enter into thy house, thou givest me no water for my feet. But she has washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou givest me no kiss. But this woman, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou did not anoint. But this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. And he said unto her, Thy sin are forgiven. And they that said and meet with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgives sin also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Let's turn to Another scripture, book of uh, Colossians, chapter 1, book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 23, book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 23, if ye continue in the faith grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was a preached to every creature which is under heaven. Wherefore I, Paul, am made a minister, who now rejoice in my suffering for you, and filled up that which is behind of the afflictions of a Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, 
which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now it is made manifest to his sins. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is a Christ in you, the hope of a glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. May the Lord bless this word. Let's bow our head and pray one more time. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you thanks for the word that we read. Lord, though the word might be lengthy, but Lord, take the Holy Spirit to reveal the meaning of it, to reveal yourself to us. We know that you are the mighty God. You are the same God that yesterday, today, and forever the same. So, Lord, we commit ourselves unto your hands. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal your own self to us. Let a word be heard. Let a need be met. Let the people be healed. Let the bound be delivered. Lord, at this moment, we especially pray for our brother Frank. As I was heard that he was a him, uh, he falled again. Lord, we just pray that a mighty God, that it come on the scene and no harm that it come upon my dear brother. Lord, uh, just uh, bring that our, our brother's body back to normal. Take away all the pain. Take away all the shaking and everything. Lord, we have been enjoying our brother all these years. He's been the faithful soldier that in his post of a duty that has done many good things for the kingdom of God and for the people of God. We just pray that uh, the Lord, that uh, keep him healthy, keep him strong. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we just ask for the protection be it our brother's portion. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So, uh, the Lord willing, I want to uh, continue the subject that the last time uh, that I was speaking out of the character that is a fit to rule in the heavenly uh, places. You know, whenever we talk about the, the character, and so the brother Brandon said in the uh, Smyrna church age, he said, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. He said, the reason for this is that a character simply is never made without suffering. Character is a victory, not a gift. A man without a character can't win because power apart from character is a satanic. But power with character is a fit to rule. So when we're talking about the character to rule in the heavenly place, whenever we're talking about the character, is also uh, go with the, um, uh, the persecution. The suffering, whatever that we think of, we're, when we, uh, uh, the, the Bible and the, the message are talking about a victory. The character is a victory. Uh, if, how are you gonna victorious and overcome certain things if there's a no trial? If there's a no suffering? If there's a no nothing that in our life I have to be dealt with, have to be battling with? Uh, it won't have to uh, say that we need to have a victory uh, over it. 
But character is a victory. Brother Bram said it's not a gift. So when we talk about a character, and there is a portion of a suffering, and is always followed with that. And the brother Brenham said in the Laodicean Church Age, he said, uh, "What that something is is all we can take with us, nothing less and nothing more." So we had better be real careful now to see that we take something that we will take us right before God. So then, what will be taken with us? We will take our character. There's a uh, nothing else. Can be taken with us. The only thing that we could take with us is the character. And your money cannot take with you. Your career that you cannot take it with you. And uh, your family you cannot take it with you. Your house you cannot take it. Your reputation, your prestige, nothing you can take it with you. But there's only one thing that you can take it with you. That is the character. And the character is molded through the suffering. And he said, we will take our character, brother. That is what we will take with us. Now, what kind of a character will you take with you? Would it be like this? uh, Would it be like his, uh, whose character was molded by suffering in the fiery furnace of affliction? Or will it be the softness of his characterless, little same people? It is up to each one of us. For in that day, Every man will bear his own burden. You know, when we're living in this uh, age, this age is, uh, uh, Brother Brown would describe it as a character, characterless age. And the people lost their identification. And uh, they don't know who they are and what they are supposed to be identified with. You know, when the people don't know who they are, and don't know what to the, that identified with, and that the people, it seems like they lost their mind. They can today, they can impersonating one thing, and tomorrow they can want to be like another. Today they want to, if there is a, a actor come up and dress, uh, dress a certain way, they want to act like it. They want to dress like it. And if a, t- today and a certain people say certain things, that's why you saw the pl- political world can so easy to swing the people. And the, the, the politicians can just by the few speech, and uh, just uh, make a show or something, and they can so easily uh, swing the, uh, the the people. People have no span, uh, no stand, no standard whatsoever, and uh, the people so easily will be swallowed by just some uh, movie that they made or some uh, music that they heard, or swallowed by some uh, fashion that in the world that to do, or certain things, or certain religious people rise it up and claim and they had a power, or they had this, and they can so easily be, uh, be swayed by. And even you're talking about the, the Christian world, and they, they said, oh, this is the, the other day I was translating the message, of Brother Brandon was talking about a one person, and when he come into the town, he didn't mention the name, I, I kind of have the, I have a kind of a, a concept about who that person is. But the Brother Bram said, he said, uh, they, they made an advertisement. He said, this is the man of the hour. He said, this is the man of the hour. They can do this, they can do that. Brother Bram said, where is Jesus? Where is the Christ? They all said, this is the man of the hour. But you see how the message is coming to us. Give us a, not only just a word that we can study at, but give us identification. The word that molded our character. 
It's not just the environment, it's just the society that are the, in the world. That the people can go through the things at the same time that we're going through, but doesn't mold their character at all. But it's the message when we're in the trial, in the environment, in the circumstances. It's the message molding us. It's the word that we believe. It's the word that we heard. And we give our whole life to it. Then the environment, the circumstances can be a two. And by the word of God in this hour, molded us into a character can be an overcomer. And you saw that the people in this, uh, on this earth, they can easily swimming and following all kinds of things that the Satan has thrown before them. And uh, I would just take it one, one, uh, uh, one example here. And to let us understand, it's the prophecy made in a modern event that are clear. It's the word of God that is to live on this earth that we know exactly what is happening. What is it, know exactly what is the, what's the position that we are in. And Brother Branham said, um, in the God of this evil age, he said, to my opinion, there is a two opposing spirit in the world today at work. He said, it can be no more than two, two heads. He said, and one of them is the Holy Spirit at work, and the other one is the spirit of the devil, and in this last day, in deception. The people, they, they probably thinking there's many forces. There's no political forces. There's no politician. There's no other forces that's beside it is a two force. There's only two force, which is one is the Holy Spirit and another one is the devil. If the person who don't have the Holy Spirit, they're subject to the influence and to the power of Satan. When the people under the influence of the power of Satan, and then you realize that what has this happened, Brother Branham said that the God of this evil age, he said though, he said that the world is heading to a climax. He said a spirit of a lawlessness, moral decay, scientific religion has led it to the cage of every hateful and unclean birds, or the Bible said. You see that when we look at, uh, you know, sometimes if you look at the news, if you read it, you'll find out all the protests and uh, uh, the people, they want to defund the, the police in the states and uh, all the protests that's going on, the different things that happen. What that is speaking for is fulfilling exactly what the prophet has said many, many years ago. We're coming to the age, become a lawlessness. And the bread of Abraham said that that throws the church exactly back to Revelation 3, 14. To the little descent and age. Lawlessness. Real religious, but lawlessness. It seems like the two things cannot come together. But a prophet said, he said that the age come to a lawlessness. If you look at all the prof, uh, protests and everything, what does it tell you? It fulfilled exactly what is the prophet says uh, talking about. The age has come into a lawlessness. People don't want to obey the law anymore. And to be honest, the law doesn't even become a law anymore. 
The law has been compromised their standard. They allow this, or they allow that. If many people has been doing that, well, we just said that this is a lawful. If many people has taken drugs, we're just making drugs become a lawful. If many people has said homosexuality is, a, is not something that is a, a insanity, it's not something that influences the better Satan and everything, we just say that it is a lawful. If, as long as many people start to doing it, they make it as a lawful. When law comes to a point that like that, you understand that the age can become, has coming to a lawlessness. But it doesn't have to take a look at what has happened now. You look at the, the people in the Christian world. They said, oh, we need to go to the protest. We need to support our president or the Trump or this and that. We want to bring the, uh, the back to the order, bring the law back and bring the society into the order. But the prophet has already, prophet said it years ago. Said even you put Abraham or Lincoln and Washington in every county of the United States and he won't bring it back. And let me say this, even you put Jesus Christ in flesh that into every county of the United States or around the world, it won't bring the society back to the normal again. Otherwise, Jesus won't have to say that the earth will be all the elements will be burned in the fervent heat. There's nothing can bring this world back to this order. But it's only by the coming of the Lord and then burn all the heaven, burn all the elements in the fervent heat and the renew and the renovate it that is the whole earth. But the people don't understand. They try to do everything they can. We need to protest. We need our country. God bless in America. Or God bless in Canada. You know, we go this way. We go to the liberal way. We go to the left wing or, or whatever way. There's no way to bring this as a back. But God gave a message of this at our promise to us a new heaven and a new earth. That's supposed to be our eyes with the focus on. Everything on this earth will passing away. Your education will pass away. Your career will pass away. Your money making scheme will pass away. Everything will pass away. But only that will not have passed away. That gave us a hope and that gave us a focus. That should be that everything that we laid our whole life in it on, put our whole effort in it in. But you see, the whole earth has come into a lawlessness. And Brother Bram said in the God of this evil age, he said that they were not of his kind. There was a nod to the word and not the word. And they were very religious, but it was not the word for they would uh, recognize its place for that hour. In one hand, it said that the world had become a lawlessness. But on the other hand, the brother Bram said they become very religious. You never saw people being so religious in this age. It seems like the two vast different things. In the one way, people become more lawless than ever. And just a, just do whatever they want to do. But on the other hand, you saw that the Christian world, they become more religious. But not religious in the right way. Because they reject the word. Religious has to be sincerity. Has to be sincere to the word of God. It's not just a religious. Religious is sincere. Sincerity must be based on the word. Based on the truth. It's the face of sincerity of the truth. It's not just a sincerity, just whatever, you know, I go to church, you know, I, 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 I obey a certain standard, 
And you look at the people, you look at some of the news that are on the internet that they said, you know, we gotta pray at our country. We prophesy, you know, this year it is a critical year. It was turning around. Let all the church get together. But they get involved with the politics instead of getting into the word in this hour. They try to use the politics to bring the society back. They try to, based on their belief on a certain, almost like a super, uh, super spiritual man, uh, hopefully that super spiritual man can bring them back to the normal. It will never bring them back to normal. The only thing will bring them back is to go to receive the word of a God. But will they do it? They will never do it. They rejected it 50 years ago. It will just become more rejected in this hour. He said, when the church world will not have the word of a God to rule over them, they accepted murder, Barabbas. He said, what did this do? It exalted Satan, the God of the evil age, to the place that is always wanted. Then he become a God. He become a God of education. He become a God of a political correctness. He become the God of, a, of music. He become a God of it and making the people willingly to receive him. And also he become a sitting in the temple of a God, and to claim himself exalted in everything above God. They're claiming that he himself is the God. That's so that the people become a religious in this last age, and they're literally worshiping their own interpretation of the Bible, interpret uh, their own concept about the word of a God, instead of a worship the vindicated the truth that in this hour. And you saw in this hour. The Brother Bramah said it's a scientific achievement trying to prove God's word is wrong. Just think of that. He, that, the man's theology explains God's word to the people and it make it as a no effect again. People, they become a religious, but the word of God have a no effect on them. They can come to church and kind of say, you know, we're, we're a believer, we're Christian. But to the word, it doesn't take an effect on the person. It seems like the word just become a knowledge to the people. But to the message is supposed to produce that it's a power to transform a person's life. It's not just a making of the person to recite a certain doctrines, but it's the word of a God that will make the word to come to taking the effect or make the word to work in the person's life. And then when the God of this evil age, when the Satan, and in this hour, he making himself as a God. And you see, the devil is very subtle. He's not just um, trying to let you to say that, you know, I don't believe God anymore. The devil can let you to believe God. But he is not the only God that you believe. He can have many gods that are, he was invented. But God, the only true God, just become one of those gods. That is the devil's trick. He can come to, and he can make it a certain things as a God, like an education can be a God. And the money making can be a God. And your prestige can be a God. And he make all kinds of a God in there. And then the only true God 
just become a one-off all those gods. And then when God is not become the only God, then it's become a family tradition. Then going to church become a tradition. Streaming service become a tradition. And everything can become a, just a family tradition. Because they have already have all the other gods that the devil has been established before them. And that it used to be, they give it to their whole heart to the Lord. God is the only thing that they're looking at. God is the only thing that they focus their whole life on. But now, there's many other gods in there. And they can still say, oh, I believe God. Devil don't care that you even believe God. Said God is very important that in the person's life. But if he is not the only God that in the person's life, then the word of a God starts to losing its effect. And the prophet said in the God of this evil age, he said, but by his coming together in denominations and craze and intellectual and scientific and so forth, he's making a better world for man to live in. And ignoring the promise of God that the only time the world will be fit to live in is in millennium. You know, my opinion is it made a better world to sin in instead of a living in. He said, notice it, did he do it? He legalized sin. He legalized whiskey drinking, cigarette smoking. And in the churches, legalized that a woman could be a member of the church with a short hair. What does the devil try to do? He legalized all those things. Why? Because many people doing it. When many people start to do it, in, in, you know, for the police to arrest, you got to arrest uh, uh, probably 90% of the population. Because so many people are doing the wrong thing. So then the politicians said, we might as well just legalize this. And you find out that the same devil doing the same thing in churches. They start to legalize the things they will never be even thinking about to do. That's why Brother Brandon was talking in the message. He said, they legalize those things. They said, okay, the woman has a short hair. It's fine. The woman is just, uh, you know, wear pants. That's uh, fine. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the preacher or the whoever, the, the man can uh, smoke cigarettes or the drinking a little social wine. That is okay. They legalize all those things. Let me bring it down a little bit. And when we're coming to the message wrong, a person can sitting in the church without a born again, the nature change, sometime and they do lonely enough, can be legalized. They can come to the church and go sitting there listening to the, the preaching without condemnation and in them. It's not that the preacher legalizes that, but it's their own explanation to the Word of God, interpretation, their own concept, and to legalize their behavior. They can be in the church without being delivered, but a certain besetting sin, just besetting it out of a certain habit that's in them year after year, year after year, hiding there, hiding there, lonely enough, steering the back and forth, the back and forth, and finally it become a legalized. But it's not legalized behind a pulpit. 
is not legalized by the word of a God. It's legalized by Satan lied to you. No matter before the COVID or during the COVID or after the COVID, born again is supposed to be every believer's that they must have. To have the Holy Spirit living in them is every believer must have. To live a victorious life, to live a fervent life, lay aside everything, give the whole life to the Lord is always the believer they must have. There's no compromise on that. There's no legalize on compromisation. But you find out a subtle, slowly, slowly, those things have become legalized. And then the people, they started giving them an excuse. And then they literally come to a point, they become a believing whatever an excuse. But you see that the word of a God can never lower his standard. That's why that anyone that's willing to live godly, determined to live godly, they will suffer persecution. Remember said in the Laodicean church age, He said, would it would be like this whole, let's get his character was molded by suffering in a fire furnace of affliction. His character, it has to be molded. It has to be going through like a fire furnace that in the person's alive. And don't think that we're living in this age and we're immune from that. And even we're living in this hour. Living in the world is sin in an age, and that the persecution still true. You might not be persecuted like going to jail. You might not be persecuted like has to cut your head off. But this is Satan still the same Satan. He never changed. He tried to take your spiritual life out of you. He want to have the spiritual death be put in it upon you. That death is more death than the death will be whose head was just cut off. Because that will be the eternal separation from the Lord. But character is molded. He molded our character. And we just yield ourselves to his molding. And we saw Christ has a character. Then a Christ's mind. And as I was quoted to you last time, the mind is the character. Christ's mind is only one thing. That a Christ is only do what is a father that are pleasing the fathers. And that is the brightest character also. To do what is only that are pleasing to our fathers. And we, uh, we're, we're read to the scripture of this woman. That a brother Branham has said, said many times that in his message... And sometime when Brother Brandon was speaking about this woman, and he was just broken into tears, and he couldn't even preach on anymore. And he talked about this woman that saw that the treatment that they traded to Jesus Christ, and it should come in and with tear, 
that had run down her eyes and uh, washed it out of Jesus' feet. And it was uh, his, her, hair, her hair. And she wiped uh, the Jesus' feet dry. And it had kissing the feet of Jesus. And then it had put an ornament to alabaster box and on the Jesus' feet. And the Brother Reverend said in an end time evangelism, he said, did you notice the woman washing Jesus' feet? She never asked her for a blessing. She just uh, looked at there. You see, this woman, she looked at the things different than what the other people look at. The Simon, the Pharisees, when he looked at Jesus, he only thought about that of making fun of him. He only thought about that him sitting out of the corner. And without washing his feet, without giving him a kiss, without just, make a, just making him as a wallflower, just sitting there. But this woman, she saw the difference. Those are Pharisees, although they have a knowledge, they're the great men that are in the society, in their church. But all they can see is just uh, try to make Jesus of the mocking. But this woman, when she saw Jesus, she saw her opportunity. This is the time that she said, I can be forgiven. This is the time that this is Savior, that it can be my portion. And she saw different than what the other Pharisees had saw. And she also saw that this Jesus needed service. The way that they're trading Jesus is not right. Brother Bramman said she wasn't asking nothing. She just saying it need to be done. Is that something that's a super, super duper that ain't her mind? Never saying, you know, I... Uh, I'll do this and that I've got a name out of it. You know, I'll, I'll be put in the Bible. I'll be... The woman doesn't think of anything else. The only thing she was thinking about, this is not right. This is not right for Jesus to have a dirty feet. If I can put in the today's version, this is not right for our children not to be delivered. This is not right. It's not for the person be pounded year after year without being delivered. This is not right for the believer not to live a life that's worthy for the gospel. This is not right that our family just going this problem and that problem and without having an answer from the Lord. This is not right that a certain habit that would be setting that the person without being be totally released from that. This woman, she doesn't know. She doesn't even know what to use to serve him. But she just saw one thing. This is not right. I wonder if we believer can do that. If we have a certain things that are in the life of ourselves, do we have that one like this woman has said, this is not right. I've been reading the message for years. I've been listening to the message for years. Why I not be delivered? If this message is to be the truth, why it doesn't produce the life that it's supposed to produce? This woman saw, this is not right. Jesus had a dirty feet. Rebecca said, can we do that today? It's a mind. We don't ask nothing. It needs to be done. The gospel needs to be preached. Call 
and call separate and churches that hate you and everything else and it goes you out and just what a few friends you pick it up together. But it's a message. It's got to go regardless. The woman saw there was a need. She saw Jesus is a traitor to wrong. She doesn't have a summer revelation. Heard a voice from heaven. Told her, you know, you need to do that. You need to do that. She doesn't. It's just something just driving in her when she saw, when she saw the situation. It's not right. And she said, no, this is not supposed to be. It shouldn't be like that. Somebody need to do something. And when she looked at it, nobody's doing it. And she said, I'm going to do it. I don't care what is the result of it. I don't care what is the things that are waiting for me. He like it or don't like it. The first Simon, Simon like it or don't like it. If I got a rebuke or I don't got a rebuke. If I be considered a fanatic, let me be that. Jesus need to be served. Jesus got a dirty feet. Something wrong. And that's supposed to be. That is that something needs to be done. And he doesn't even know what to do with. She doesn't possess. All she possess, she's an evil person. She got a bad reputation. She's a backslider, if I can use that verse. She's a go drinking, she's go smoking. If I put it into this version, she might look at a video game. She might be looking at a pornography. She's just a filthy as a filthy can be. But she realized something needs to be done. I've been born in a message family. I've been living in a message family. I've been hearing a message from the pulpit. I've been saw people deliver. Something inside of me desire for the Lord. But why my daughter's health will not be recovered? The harvest is the past. The summer is ended. And we are not saved. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? She just saw something need to be done. This is not right. Jesus have a dirty feet. His name was a Samaritan. People rejected at him. People mocking at him. They said, where's the power of Jesus? You say you're a believer. Where's the power of Jesus? You say you're strong. The message is supposed to produce, produce strong. And you're so weak. I cannot overcome sin. Cannot overcome situation in the life. Where is the power of the message that we believe? The woman says something wrong somewhere. I was thinking about when we first started translation. It's not something that was super duper. It's not something that is a... Is that there's something that we heard a voice or there's a lightning or thunder 
Or something say, or something that was uh, so high. We just said, this is not right. I can read English, have all the message that on my hand, but my own people only just have a few. I said, something needs to be done. This woman, think about it. She's a filthy as filthy can be. She's a sinner as sinner can be. But Jesus never pushed her away. Jesus never pulled her foot away from her. Say, you dirty, filthy me. Don't you know you're a sinner? Don't you know you made a mistake? Don't you know you haven't transgressed my law? Don't you know you've done so many things wrong? Jesus never pulled her foot away from her. Jesus in need of service. And he doesn't care who you are and what you are. When you realize something needs to be done, Jesus will never pull his foot away from you. He never even made a move. If one move from Jesus, she would run. But Jesus never moved one bit of her foot. Jesus needed a service. And he doesn't care how filthy I was. He doesn't care what mistake I made. He doesn't care how wrong things I've been doing. And he just saw, he just saw that Jesus got a dirty feet. Something needs to be done. The word has to be put in the hands of God, the people. The message needs to be not speaking English. God needs to speak Chinese. God needs to speak French. God needs to speak Uganda. God needs to be to speak Ethiopia. Jesus got a dirty feet. Is that something that's a great? But something needs to be done. And nobody's doing it. Now we started to translate. And people's mocking. And people's scorning. And people think, what you try to do? You're not called to do this. There's only a certain organization called to be doing this. I don't care. This is not right. Jesus has dirty feet. They need to be anointed. They need to be washed. They need to be kissed. If nobody do it, I'm going to do it. And think about this woman. She has to push aside everything. She has to push aside everybody. She has to make her way. And face in front of a hold. Jerry and a mocking. They were thinking, who do you think you are? What do you think you were doing? 
she has to make her way to Jesus' feet. Then we have to translate the Bible. We've been having the Bible for years. Why need one? Why need a new one? And even because of that, that the people are mocking, people are thinking, you shouldn't be getting involved in this. You're not the one to do this. But Jesus got dirty feet. And Brother had to talk to me. He said, Brother Murphy, I think you need to be getting involved in this. I know it's going to cause the people's rebuke. I know it's going to cause the people's to understand. I don't know it would cause this and that. But I took that as my vision. It's not my pastor's vision, but it's my vision now. And I have to push aside everything. Push aside this and push aside that. Why? Because Jesus got a dirty feet. His word get dirty. There's a thousands of them mistakes there. There's a thousands of them dirt and dungs and dust. And he had been walking. People rejected him and people take it away. People had it all. It's not in the Bible anymore. Jesus got a dirty feet. Somebody need to do it. When you determine to serve Jesus, the persecution come, will come. The people were mocking, will come. The people were sparing the name of black in the name of smiling in his name, will come. But Jesus got a dirty feet. He needed service. He needed some young man to rise it up. Instead of indulging himself in the video game, in the YouTube, in the watching this and that, he needed some young man to rise it up, to wash his feet clean. Said, I can't live a clean life. I can't live a life that's worthy for the gospel. Instead of let Jesus have a dirty feet, this woman think something needs to be done. This is not right. This is not right. The whole picture is wrong. It was sitting there like a wallflower, not to be attended. And nobody spent time with him. Nobody put her effort on him. Nobody wanted to do him a service. And Jesus said, I don't care how filthy you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care how many mistakes that you made. I don't care how many wrong pictures that you showed on Instagram. I don't care how many wrong things that you ever been done. But Jesus, he got a dirty feet. He need to be washed clean. He need to be kissed. He need to be anointed. He deserve her whole life saving and put it on top of his head and on his feet. Jesus don't need a clean person come before him. Jesus doesn't need that you you come as a holy person. Jesus just wants you to come as to who you are. Because he's a lamb. He is a sacrifice. He can forgive. He can heal. He can deliver. He can save. But Jesus needs a service. Jesus got a dirty feet. He just needed somebody poured his heart on it.
this woman just saw something wrong. Something needs to be done. Jesus shouldn't be treated like this. He shouldn't be treated like just, oh, whatever, wherever. Whatever comes, whatever goes, it will come. It will in the future someday. No, this woman said, no, this picture is wrong. Somebody needs to do something. Every time I saw Ed, I'm thinking about this woman. When Jesus got the dirty feet, he doesn't care who said what. If there's a work of the God need to be done, it need to be done. And ever, she never thought about what the result gonna be. What is it? What, what, what about the people say this? What about people say that? She doesn't care about that. And I saw the man of God, the head of the vision. And whenever there was a something that was a needed, he doesn't care who said what, who's the organization, who had rights to do that, who don't have rights to do that, go to do it. Jesus need a service. Well, this woman, as she pushed aside and everything, as she went down to Jesus' feet, as she started washing with her tear, while she gets there, Lord already provided everything that she would need to do a service for Jesus. And it's her repenting tears that it washes the Jesus' feet clean. And then her, fair, her hair fall down and it gets an entangled. And she started to use her hair to wipe it dry. And she became hilarious just beside herself. And she started kissing the feet of Jesus. And she was kissing, she was kissing. Brother Bradman said that she was a mess. Do you know when you serve Jesus, you will get messed up? This woman, now because she was kissing, and all the dirt started to come on her, and all the stinkiness, it's going to come on her. And all the smell, it come on her. All the dust, the dung, that Jesus walked on the street, every dirt, everything was come on her. She become a partaker of the rejection. When she giving herself to do Jesus a service, all the dirt, all the rejection, all the mocking, everything that Jesus had is all on her now. It's not just a persecution for Jesus anymore. It's not just a rejection for Jesus anymore. But now she become a partaker. She partake the rejection. She partake the mocking. Everything was on Jesus' dirty feet. Now it is all on her. When you do Jesus a service, everything that was on Jesus will be on you too. 
And the dirt is on her. And to the dust and everything. She was such a mess it up. When you do Jesus a service, it seems like it always a mess it up. You're always facing rejection. You're always facing people's mocking. You're always facing people thinking, that, uh, just without condemnation and accusation. Who do you think you are? You think you're some big guy? You think you're some this and that? Look at what you've done. It will be always, you become a share of a Jesus rejection. But she doesn't care. She said, I want it. You don't want Jesus? I want it. You don't want this message? I want it. That would be a big mass for you. I want it. That would be a rejection for you. I still want it. That would be your family going to reject you. I still want it. That would be people thinking you were fanatic. I still want it. I want everything that Jesus had. Whatever on his feet, I want to have it. I don't want to just have it as a blessing. I don't want to just have it as all the good things that about Jesus. Whatever the dirt on Jesus, I want it. Whatever the rejection on him, I want it. Whatever Jesus rejected, Jesus mocking at him, I want it. Because of him, I stand on Jesus Christ. The persecution is going to come. I still want it. Are you determined? Like this woman did. She want to do Jesus a service. Regardless of what comes, what goes. But the Bible said, when you're outside of a Christ, you don't understand the heavenly place. It's when you're out there, you look and say, oh, that bunch of a fanatic. They don't know what they're speaking about. The reason you don't know, because you've never been a partaker of the fellowship of his suffering. Folks, that's where the real fellowship was laid. That's where the real fellowship was laid in that suffering when you become a partaker. There was a certain portion for you to have. To have a closer fellowship. What kind of a fellowship this woman had? She got a closest fellowship she could ever Thinking about to have. And she kissing Jesus' feet. Is that a real fellowship? Is it laid in that a partaker of his suffering? And you become a sharer of his suffering. All the dirt, everything. Then now she become a part of Jesus' rejection. She become a part of Jesus' suffering. She smiled like a Jesus. She smiled just like the dirt that it rejected what Jesus was. She smiled like the rejection. She smiled like whatever Jesus smelled. Now it is all put on her. She smiled exactly like Jesus. Do you smell like Jesus? Is our life worthy for the gospel? Have we become a partaker of his suffering? Reverend said, in the Smyrna church age, 
said his purpose is that after we have suffered a while, we will be made perfect, be established, strengthened, and settled. In plain language, the very character of Jesus was perfected by suffering. And according to Paul, he has left his church a measure of suffering that they too, by their faith in God, while suffering for him, will come to a place of perfection. God has left a measure of suffering to his church. Let me repeat it again. God left a measure of suffering to his church. That's to you and to me. There's a suffering for us. Though it's measured, it's still suffering. But God has left a measure of suffering to all, all of us. In Colossians 1.24, which is read, Who now rejoice in my suffering for you. Paul said, I'm rejoicing in my suffering for you. Because of from the suffering that I have will be beneficial to you. The suffering that I'm going through will be good for the body of Jesus Christ. And he said, I filled up that which is behind of the affliction of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. What is the filled up? That which is behind of the affliction of Christ. Behind means wanting, lacking. In a, in another, in a amplified translation said, even now I rejoice in the midst of my suffering on your behalf and in my own person and making up whatever is still lacking and the remains to be complete on our parts of Christ's affliction for the sake of his body, which is the church. It's astonishing scripture. The suffering, the affliction of Jesus Christ still lacking. Still have a portion, a measure of suffering that the suffering of Jesus Christ still lacking. That you and me, we have to fulfill that. He left us in a measure of suffering for the pride of Jesus Christ. We have to go through. Go through the suffering is not just for you to have a pity. Go through the suffering is for the perfection of the body of Jesus Christ. Christ as a head has went through that suffering. But as the body of Jesus Christ, he left in a measure of a suffering so that we have to go through for the perfection of the bride of Jesus Christ. Jesus is suffering and accomplishing the salvation. But he asked, he said, he said to the bride, that the cup that I drink, you will have to drink too. The baptism that I baptize in the wisdom, you will have to baptize in the wisdom too. And then now, Paul said, it filled up 
that which is uh, lacking behind of the affliction. We have to go through all the things that are in this body while we're still on this earth. But it's not a we're going through that, but it's the Christ was living through us. It's the Him that are going through all the suffering, the persecution, as you yield yourself to Him. When Saul was a persecuted, uh, the, the disciples, the Christians, Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou me? He didn't say, why you persecuted Jesus? Why you persecuted God? He said, oh, why, sorry, why you persecuted uh, this, uh, uh, this man? Uh, why you persecuted that disciple? Jesus said, oh, Saul, Saul, why you persecuted me? Because it's Jesus Christ living in those people that suffering all this persecution. But there is a measure of it that we must have to go through. And to fill up that which is behind. And to fill up which is lacking that in that affliction of Jesus Christ. And thinking about Brother Branham. How the things that he went through. That his daughter, Sharon Rose, and it was a suffering so painful that even her eyes was crossed because of meningitis. And then the brother Brandon asked the Lord to, to heal her. Don't take her, his daughter another way. Don't take his daughter. But then it was like a black blanket dropping down and Lord took her. And then he said to the Lord, give us to the Lord, take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And what a suffering that his daughter has went through. They were thinking about what a suffering that a father, that a seed as a daughter died, has went through. But because of the things that he went through, because of the, the hardship and the suffering that he saw, that his daughter's eye was across and it never one cross an eye to grow or a boy and it went through with a pearl eye and the, without the being healed when Brother Random was to pray for him. We'll see that in his life was filled up with all the suffering. But because all the suffering that it achieved the victory that overcome that across an eye. Because in that suffering that when he was a suffer all this hardship that he was a one through, that was a makeup of the lacking of the affliction of a Jesus Christ. And then when Jesus Christ and in the prophet, when going through that, holding him, going through all the suffering, all the tragedy, all the affliction, and when it turned out, it become a victory that overcome everything that in this life. For the bride of Jesus Christ, when we will be filled up with all the hardship, the difficulty, which are the measure of the suffering that the Lord has delivered to us. Thinking about how filled up that the suffering, the collectively, the bride of Jesus Christ has won through. The persecution, the mocking, the misunderstood, and all those things that are we, as a bride, as collectively, that we went through. And think about individually, how filled up that we've been went through. The affliction, the sickness, 
the people's mocking, the smear, and the people's rejection, and the people's misunderstanding, and the pressure of this life. As individually, how filled up the bride of Jesus Christ that you and me that we have to one through. But that was for to make up the lacking of the affliction of Jesus Christ. Not to have a pity party, but when we go through that, we become overcomer. Not long ago, I heard that a bread of wrongs it's the one that I forgot where I heard it. I, I hope I quote, I quote it as a writer. But I have to confirm maybe it was a brother wrong. I think there was one time a brother wrong when he was going to the hospital. Just during the last little while. When he was uh, having a... Uh, they have to do a test or things uh, or something for his... Uh, maybe uh, I think it's taking the tumor out of his brain. And just before they willed him, man... He made a prayer. And in a prayer, he was uh, speaking about, uh, you know, I cannot remember it exactly, but I was just paraphrasing it. And in this, in the prayer, he asked the Lord, you know, all the sufferers that he was one through. And then the cancer cell, and so the skin cancer, and this cancer, and all kinds of cancer, just loaded up in his body. And he was in the prayer, and he said, the Lord, he said, uh, just don't, uh, he noticed the gene that, uh, that was certain they were subject to the cancer cell and things. And he said, let the, let the cancer cell but just be in this body. And don't let this cancer cell just go on to his children or children's children. Let the cycle stop right here. I was thinking, what a prayer that a person can pray for. Then I was thinking about this scripture. And Paul was saying, he said, uh, I rejoice in my suffering for you. In another word, that all the suffering filled up in this body. Filled up, which is the lacking of an affliction of a Jesus Christ in my flesh. For his body's sake, which is his church. That is the messenger of that hour. That still there's a lacking in the suffering of the, the body of Jesus, you know, in the affliction of the Jesus Christ that has to be fulfilled in the flesh of a Paul. That by the suffering, then uh, he will be a beneficial for his church. Then I was thinking about that when Brother Ron was praying that preach, I saw the Lord, what a man of a God that is. He literally prayed, Lord, that a cancer stopped right here. That a cycle be breaking right here. That all the cancer cells be trapped in this body. So Lord, you deal with it as a cancer cell. So it will never be inherited or go down to my children anymore. Then I was thinking about Jesus Christ. When it was a facing the death. But Brahman said that the bee was a circling around him. And then they said it. Then one that will be the death and the anchored that stood her that into Jesus' body. But because of the other anchor that a stinger that in that body, so what Jesus did, he pulled that death stinger so that death cannot sting that anymore. He pulled the fear of the death so the death still there, but the death will not scare his children anymore. 
It be filled up the lacking of affliction. Whatever that the people has been scared in all their day, all their life, they don't have to be scared of a death anymore. The Hebrew 2, 14 said, For as much then as the children are partaker of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their, their lifetime subject to bondage. Think about how death has been bounded at the people. Even in the old time sins, they don't know what is they going to face them. They have no concept about a resurrection. They didn't want the death to come. It was like a dark cloud. But they don't know what to do. They don't know where they're going. But thank God when Jesus, when the death stankered a stinger on Jesus' flesh, he pulled that death stinger forever and permanently. The death cannot scare the people anymore. Then I'll think about a brother Ron when he made that appear. That a cancer stopper right here. Be trapped. I'm thinking about it. It's the death anger. The stinger was a trapped in Jesus' flesh. That death cannot be pulled out because of Jesus' flesh pulled out of the stinger of the death. So he cannot use death to scare the son and daughter of a God anymore. The death stinger was a trapped in the Jesus Christ of the flesh. Then I was thinking about the brother around when he was a mate in the bread. He literally said, the Lord want that cancer cell be trapped in this body so they will never go down to my children and go down to my children's children anymore. You fathers, let me talk about you now. You mothers, let me talk about you now. You might be inheriting something from your human grab back in the in your lifetime. In your mom and your dad. It seems like it's going to your children. And it seems like the devil said, I'm going to let it be going down to your children's of a children. Maybe there's a depression. Maybe there's a depression. Maybe there's a mental problem. Maybe there's a sickness. But you, dad, and the mommy, stand up on the word of a God. Say, Lord, that I be trapped in this body and it never going down again. Let me trap Satan's depression. Let me trap Satan's whatever the attack that it had. So let me deal with them right in my body. So that Satan cannot go on any further. Whatever things that are in your life. That if by the word of a God, let us fill up the lacking of the affliction of the body of Jesus Christ. When all the trials, all the difficulties, the fear of it, the scary of it, the dark cloud of it. But if you are dealing with us, the Lord, you are Christ that in me become a hope of a glory. It's not by my right. It's not by my suffering the persecution. It's not by me that are facing the trials. But you are in me facing all of that. If you pull the death stinger out of your flesh body when you are on earth, now you're dwelling in this flesh. You will pull out a stinger of depression out of this body. 
You are pulled out of sickness out of this. You are pulled out of the condemnation, accusation, everything that bought your life. Pulled out of stinger out of your life. So you would never be scared of it anymore. But dealing with it, by believing it, that you can pull out of selfishness. You can pull out a stinger of a pride. You can pull out a stinger of the bitterness. You literally trap those things that are in your flesh body. And by the sacrifice that the Lord Jesus has made in you. Because all the blessing lays in that sacrifice. When you believe you receive the sacrifice, that sin offering is literally writing yourself. If he pulled out a stinger of a death stand, you have a right can pull out every stinger that Satan that had put it in your life. You can pull out a stinger of unforgiveness. You can pull out a stinger of indifference. You can pull out a stinger of a lukewarmness. You can pull out a stinger of a cancer. You can pull out a stinger of a COVID. You can pull out every stinger, diabetes, whatever that is, Sister Anna. You can pull out a stinger of Satan. Says Satan, you're trapped in this body. Because in this body has a sacrificial lamb has been made. You pulled out a stinger in Jesus' body. Now you're going to pull out every stinger in my body. Death is swallowed up in victory. No wonder Paul, when the stinger of death has been pulled out, Paul can say, Oh death, where is that sting? Oh grave, where is that victory? You know the bride of Jesus Christ can say the same thing. No matter what Satan has to try to infested that in your life was this thing or was that thing or was all kinds of things. But you possess that sacrificial lamb. The word that has a promise that the Lord have given it to you that can pull out every stinger of Satan. Then you can say to Satan, Satan, oh death, where is that thing? Oh depression, where is that thing? Oh cancer, where is that thing? You maybe have a cell but the scared of it has a passed it away. The fear of it has a passed it away. You said, I have a children need to be saved. I have a children. I'm, you know, you're feared about, you're scared about the Lord. What about them? What, what's Satan going to do to them? What's Satan going to do to them? Pull that stinger out of that. So Lord, I have a perfect confidence. If you pull the stinger of a Satan that in your flesh body of death, you can pull that fear out of me so that I don't have a worry about it anymore. I commit him to the Lord of God and now I'm in peace. Paul said it's for his body's sake. I'll think about that a man of a God. What do you have a one through? Brother Tom, or Brother John, or Brother Tim, or Brother Ed, and all these men of a God, the things that we went through, that we know, and the things they went through, we probably will never know. That probably will be the 90% of the things that it went through that we never know. But what they're doing, filled up 
the lacking of the affliction of Christ in their flesh for the church's sake. The things that we went through, the hardship that we went through, the things that the devil has attacked, and think one buffet after another buffet, but they're still standing. They go through the surgery after surgery. They still have a rejoice. They still have a believing God. They went through the, the, the problem of the things that are in their life, in their family. But they come behind the pulpit, preach the word of a God. Just without any compromise. What is it? Filled up the lacking of the affliction of Jesus Christ. In their body for the church's sake. That woman is a partaker of what Jesus is going through. Let me wind up over here. Partaker in First Peter four thirteen said, "But rejoice, and as much as ye are partaker of a Christ's suffering, that when His glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy." Partaker means coming to communion or fellowshipping with. To become a sharer. Be made a partner. You see, the rich young ruler is fit to rule on earth, but is not fit to rule on the heavenly places. Though he was a right close with it, he was a right there with Jesus Christ. Just as this woman, she was right there with Jesus Christ, but she rejected. But he rejected. Because that means for him, it's suffering. It means poverty. It means oddball. So he cannot be a partaker of Jesus' suffering or partner. He cannot enter into the suffering or the fellowship in suffering. He cannot facing the persecution, rejection for the sake of Jesus Christ as a follower. But this woman is different. This woman has a fellowship with Christ in his rejection. On his dirty feet, she's a partaker of all the suffering that Jesus had. She started to smell like Jesus. But then, she put a, the ointment on the Jesus' feet. She's also a partaker of Jesus Christ, a fragrance. Though he was a, she was dirty, the dirt, the hair was entangled. Her whole face was smeared with all the dirt and the, and the, the filthy things that are on Jesus' feet. But when she washes clean, and she puts an anointment on it. And when she starts kissing the feet. And now. All the fragrance. That whatever she has to pour it on. In Jesus feet. It also come back to her also. She smiled like an anointing. She smiled like the fragrance. Of Jesus Christ. Whatever she anointed Jesus feet with. It's all come back to her. 
Brothers and sisters, whatever you anointed, you serve Jesus with your whole life. It will all come back to you also. It's not just it belongs to Jesus. It's not just a suffering. It's not just a rejection. But all the blessing of Jesus, whatever sacrifice you made it for Him, will all come back to you as well. You will be smelled like Him. All the perfume was on Him, is on her as well. That anointing that she anointed with, that it become anointing, come back to her. The anointing that you anointed in the Word of a God. You gave your life to the Word of a God. Do everything you can to serve God. It will all come back to you as well. The alabaster, the alabaster box, the smell of it, and fill up the whole room. Do you know what? You override all the stink. You override all the smelly. You override all the dirt. You override all the rejection. It helps Jesus conquer all the mocking. Conquer all the rejection. Conquer everything they try to make fun. Conquer every scheme of the enemy. It defeated an enemy from the toe to toe. It defeated an enemy's every scheme that it tried to make fun of Jesus Christ. By that woman's anointing that override every one of them. Then the voice come back. Let a musician come. It says, though your sins are many, you all be forgiven. The message has rejection. By believing it, you will have a people mocking you. By believing it, you will forfeit all your rights. You will give up a lot of your privilege that you have. And you fill it up the behind, the lacking, the wanting of the affliction of a Christ's body. But by doing that, it's not only just rejection. Whatever that you have put it into Him, whatever you have put it on His feet, and all the anointing, you will become back to you. You will be smelled like Jesus. Yes, when you're receiving Him, when you're giving yourself to Him, you will smell all the rejection. You will smell all the smell. You will smell the, the pressure of this world that put it on you. But when you put that out of alabaster box, when you put your life, when you give all your life that it to Him, pour it on His feet, and all that anointing, and all the sacrifice that you made, you will be all come back to you. And with a voice as a sign behind it, and said to you, though your sins are many, you all be forgiven. I will say, brothers and sisters, it's worth it. To give ourselves to it, it's worth it. Live a life worthy for the gospel. There's nothing better than a message of this hour that we dedicate ourselves, give our whole life to. And you will reap what you sow. And when you sow good, when you sow with your life to what we believe to be the truth, 
and he will all come back to you with the beautiful perfume smell of Jesus Christ. What a close fellowship that this woman has had with Jesus. And all her sin was forgiven. May the Lord be with you. Let us stand. Dedicate our whole life to Him. You will find out there is nothing worthy than that. This is the only thing that worth ourselves to give our whole life to. Let's sing a song, How Great is Our God. Let's sing from a chorus. How great Oh, hallelujah. Oh,
ourselves is speaking. For the brother Ron says prayer. That the Lord did a put a stinger out of Satan. You know, I just remember brother, brother Raymond. When he was, uh, his daughter got a tumor at the back uh, of her eye. And I prayed to the Lord, you know, Lord, to take that tumor away. Take that. And the Lord said to unto him, I don't know if your brother Raymond is hearing this, uh, he probably will. And he said, the Lord said to him, who do you think this tumor should be? Oh, is there anybody else that can, that you want to put this uh, tumor on? And brother Raymond said, no, I don't want this on anybody. And Lord, help me to go through this. And how we saw the victory of it. The Lord will pull the stinger out of that eye of our dear little sister. What a mighty God that we serve. You think about that woman. She was kissing all the dirt. And all the, she made her mess. But she also kissing the anointment that's on the Jesus' feet. And to the smell, to the good fragrance. And after the victory, what a mighty God that we serve. Everything is worth it. You said, I never, I probably never have that, uh, you know, things that's going through in my, my life. I probably never prayed for things and, and, and certain great things has happened that in my life. Let me give you a final quote. Brother Brahma said, he said, you might hear me preach this message. You might see the Holy Spirit discern and do great things and perform miracles. Have we saw that? Not only in Brother Branham's ministry, but in the lifetime in here that we saw that too. Miracle after miracle. Healing after healing. Sister Francine and Sister Raina and all of that. Brother, Brother Tom and the different people that are going through the leukemia. Sister Bestingwall. And now I was thinking of Brother Eunice. And all Schumacher, and all this brother, and sister Claire, and all this, all we saw what God has a holding them during their trials. We saw that. But Brother Bramma said, you might pray, and it would never come to pass. I think we have to face the reality. Not every time that we pray, seems that everything was broken up, the vision broken, and things has happened. Sometimes things do happen. You might say, and it will never, you might pray, and it never come to pass. You know what Brother Branham said? He said, go on. Continue on. Your reward comes at the end. There is no condemnation. Satan should have no right to condemn you. He said, I prayed, I prayed. It doesn't come to pass. Brother Ram said, go on. Your reward is at the end. He said, wouldn't that be better right there? Yeah. See? Do Jesus a service. That's the end time message. He had a bride. God it's looking for character. You are the character of Jesus Christ. The bride of Jesus Christ has a one through loss. You have a one through loss. 
But you're standing here still believing, Brother Milko. You're standing here, standing firm on God's word. Satan, you're defeated. You haven't defeated one bride member of Jesus Christ yet. Let's sing the song again. How great is our God. Let's sing this, just sing the chorus. How great. How great. How great is our God. Sing with me. Dear Heavenly Father, how we love you, Lord. From the bottom of our heart, we can see how great is our God. What a great thing you have done that amongst our people, Lord. You have saving, you have transforming, you have healing, you have delivering. Lord, all the things that you have done to prove that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, you have pulled the singer of Satan and for the fear of death. You have delivered us from the fear of it. And Lord, you have done so many times that amongst us, Lord, you pulled the singer of Satan's fear. You have pulled the singer of Satan that put a nervousness. You have pulled the singer of the depression. You have pulled the singer of the leukemia. You have pulled the singer of a cancer. Time after time after time, Lord, all the people that I know that uh, some has been suffered and been filled up with the lacking of the affliction of Jesus Christ in our flesh. But by doing that, we pull the stinger of Satan out of it. And to prove that you are still the same victorious God, how we thank you, Lord. Lord, we are continually remembered a different need at the end of the body. Lord, I, we especially pray for our dear brother Tom, Lord. Lord, you're the great healer. Lord, he has been prayed, I would say, probably thousands of thousands of people for their healing. Lord, one stinger after the stinger, by the prayer of a man of a God, has been pulled out, has been healed. Lord, and now he needs a healing, Lord. Lord, as we're enjoying that appeared of uh, him and for the people. Lord, I just pray with the thousands of the others that it will pray this prayer by faith, with the sincerity. Let a miracle working God come on the scene. Then I heal the last part of this wound that is not so healing. In the name of Jesus Christ, Satan, I command you to lose the hold of that wound. That the binding power of God bind the wound and heal it totally before the doctor do anything more. Lord, that a great physician come on the scene totally, completely. Lord, that bind up to the wound that heal it all. Lord, even by the faith, we have, you have been bind the chief, the serpent, the Satan. That everything underneath it and it will be bind and it have been binded as well. Lord, we give you all the thanks, O Lord. We believe you. We know your word is to be the truth. And we know the healing power of a God. 
Lord, we believe and declare that. Lord, and also total heal our brother, our dear brother Frank. Let no harm on him. Lord, let all the shaking go on away. Let him be completely healed and come back to the house of God so we can worship together. Remember our dear brother around. Lord, he has been a great warrior, has inspired so many people. Lord, by his sickness, Lord, by his fighting with Satan, Lord, he fulfilled the scripture. Lord, filled up the, the lacking of the, of the affliction of, the, of Jesus Christ in his flesh and for his church, for your church. Lord, we've been benefited. We've been, Lord, uh, take away the fear of the, of the cancer, of whatever things that Satan has put on. Lord, what an encouragement that they threw at our brother you have given to us. Lord, we thank you for his life. Let a healer come on his sin. Lord, let a great physician come on for on behalf of him. We believe you, Lord, and we ask in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. May the Lord bless you all. And may be dismissed and uh, just uh, greet each other, not by handshake, but say, God bless you. With your eye, with the sincerity, and with the love in our hearts. And also, whoever that's on the camera, uh, in the city monitor, may the Lord bless you all. We love you all. The love to you all, it doesn't get in diminishing. It's just getting more and more. Getting more, uh, how do I say this? Getting more fervent. I want to see your face. Uh, we've been praying for it, our brothers and the sisters, and uh, especially for those brothers and sisters uh, on the other side of the border in the United States. How many things, uh, you know, many people, they move up to here and uh, sacrifice so much, and but now they cannot even come to the church. So let us uh, pray for our brothers and dear sisters uh, in the United States there and down there. And we believe the Lord we eventually will put us together so that we can worship together. May the Lord bless you. You may be dismissed. And by the way, and uh, this afternoon, 4 o'clock, and I had a meeting in the Mountain Baker camp. Right, Brother Tom? It's a, uh, in, the, in the Mountain Baker camp, 4 o'clock, and uh, you can stream the service. The Lord bless you. And the church is also open that you can also come, whoever registered.